0: We joined with Shana, Sam. How are you?
1: I'm very well, Dan. Thank you for having me. How are you?
0: Yeah, I'm good. Thank you for taking time out your evening. We are recording on Bonfire Night. So if you hear any fireworks, do apologize. Yeah, um,
1: I've got some going on as well. Outside, so yeah, it's not yeah. it's not like wind or anything. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's um, oh, well. You've got you've got an excuse now at least. Exactly.
1: <laughs> it's bloody <it's really> firework. <laughs> no, it's nice yes, to be um, here. I've got nothing I've got nothing better to do tonight, Dan. No, nah, me neither.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so how's uh, 2020 been for you so far? I know it's not been the, uh, the best year, but.
1: No, it's yeah, obviously missing the gigs and festivals, because um, I think like my whole year since the age of like 16 has just revolved around like what gig I'm going to next, what festival I'm going to next. And like just the kind of memories I miss, like making new me memories, but it's not been too bad. Like my day to day job, I worked from home anyway, so. And I've worked throughout the whole year, so day to day, it's been exactly the same.
0: What do you do? Sorry.
1: I work for my local council. It's very boring.
0: <laughs> I thought you'd have something to do with music.
1: No, that's what everyone thinks. Everyone thinks I just do what like. Everyone thinks I'm a full-time Twitter person. I'm like, no, I've got a really busy job, like Monday to Friday. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, yeah, so it's you know, not been too bad. On the side, you uh, have your own radio show as well. So, like, what's that like?
1: yeah it's bit pretty like the first one I ever did I didn't have an, I didn't have a clue what I was doing someone said oh would you want to do a new music show and like me Bimmy, I'm always enthusiastic like I'll say yes to anything so I was like yeah I'll do that and they sent me all this software and obviously I pre-recorded all my shows at the moment so they sent me this software and taught me how to use it like upload songs and things so the first first one took me about I don't know took me like a week to yeah. get my head around it but no it's really good fun and it's just like a little side thing but I do enjoy doing it
0: yeah and obviously like, you're one of the uh, biggest like twitter profiles for upcoming bands you could say for like supporting new bands and new music so like how did you actually get into it like how cause obviously like you've got a really big following but like, how did it all start
1: what the big following or my love for new music <laughs> um
0: the big following and the love for new music
1: well the big following i i, I can't it's not the reason now because it happened over two years ago but it was just downing a pine and it got like 1.6 million views or something <laughs> <clears throat> yeah that, so that was like where the first like influx of followers came from but I love new music really I probably like, I've always been to gigs and I've always seen support acts and going to festivals and stuff I've always been pop, quite proactive and going to watch bands I've never heard of before you know when sometimes you're walking past a 10 and you think that sounds really good Yeah. yeah. so like over the years over that last like 10 years I found a lot of bands That way, just by walking past and going, these sound really good. Or like going to like the introducing stage and like this feeling, this feeling stages at festivals. Um, But yeah, I I just think like everyone deserves a chance, don't they? And I know how difficult it is for them to get their music heard. And some of the new music is just as good as stuff that we hear in the charts. I think that's why I'm so passionate about it.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. In starting the podcast, I've realized like a lot of artists who Unrecognizable recognisable household names are sometimes better than the big acts like some of the people have had on recently have been absolutely exceptional musicians but they just don't really have like the people out there you know sharing the music but there's so much exactly good there. There really is. yeah
1: exactly like it's yeah there's just so so many good bands out there and like I, I don't really listen to sort of the normal charts I don't get time because I just get so much new music sent to me it's just all my time is just new music but it is like there's some sensational artists out there
0: who do you think like in your opinion will be the next breakout act
1: how big are we talking because there are obviously a few bands that have kind of broken through do you do you talk like someone that maybe most people haven't have heard of
0: so like if we think about like Five, wait, I think four years ago, like blossoms broke out, didn't they? With like yeah. now they're at like high level. Obviously, yeah. BMA has more recently broken out to like this sort of level. So, like I, I know the Lathams are currently doing that. I'd say like yeah. the main ones, but like in terms of like uh, an unknown band, have you okay you
1: Well, I I would say like if I had to choose. Maybe, what, do you know Cam did from Coventry? Mm, yeah. I think they've got potential to be absolutely massive. They're just like watching them live as well. They are a fantastic band live. And the Claws as well. They're another Midlands band. Red Rum Club from Liverpool. <clears throat> I think they're kind of making waves now, but I can totally see them like on a Glastonbury stage. Um, who else? Like just there's so many. Stanleys from Wigan. They're yeah. really good. Yeah, yeah there's yeah. loads.
0: Yeah, obviously, we spoke to Candid like a while ago. I was like one of the first interviews we did very early. And um, we spoke with Miles Cheshire as well. And yeah, Candid is definitely one of those. They remind me very much of um, Catfish and the Bottom.
1: Yeah, they do have that vibe, don't they?
0: Yeah. It's the whole aesthetic as well. Like with them, it's all black and white, and the way we did them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that uh, live show we did. White um, in lockdown the video the streamed one and that was like very catfish oh that
1: was brilliant wasn't it that was so good yeah that was one of my highlights I think one of their, their um, lockdown show that was really good there's just loads there's so many, so many so many that's the hardest thing I think with all the new bands having social media as a platform and I said this before so if you've listened to my listen to me on a podcast for you like oh like a broken record um but no but I think it's really difficult because there's so many bands and it's just so many bands trying to get to the next stage but there's a lot of bands all on the same level so I think it's they've got to have something really special to or really lucky to get up to the next stage but there's just so many I I could name you loads but I love
0: the the one thing like about and the whole Midland scene is they're all like boosting each other up so like the people like Jack Catton and who are the other ones Jack
1: Fletcher band
0: yeah they all like support each other don't they
1: it's yeah. Really good,
0: yeah. Actually, because I think it's like similar to what's happening in Liverpool as well. With like Jamie Webster, and Red Room Club, they all kind of spot each other to boost each other up, and
1: definitely. And you said I think you can do a podcast with Columbia. They're Liverpool boys, and they're yeah, brilliant yeah. as well. As a band called CN, they're from Liverpool. And um, who else? There's just loads. Like Liverpool's got loads of great bands at the moment. Yeah. There's really loads can. of musical
0: talent. Yeah. 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 The music scene at the moment is thriving. It's weird because obviously this year there's not been live music really so i suppose no. it's, been,
1: it's
0: been a really i'm just
1: wondering like now we end you know like the first lockdown like all well, the bands are like really keen to do like live covers and um like live shows i just think the second lockdown everyone's like can't be asked me <laughs> just haven't got can't be asked now
0: just yeah, we, yeah um, uh, we did a podcast earlier talking about lockdown to so it's actually um it's out this weekend and then we, we had like four <laughs> artists on or discussing it about how it's like, we're just fed up with it to be honest. Like, it's just, if we would have maybe been a bit more patient the first time round, we wouldn't be here where we are today. And We were talking about like how it impact me- people's mental health and just stuff like that.
1: Definitely, I just, it's just, I think everyone's got, everyone sort of gets really angry and like points of blame at this and points of blame at the government and the people for not abiding by the rules. But I just think at the end of the day, like. But yeah, this is so new for everybody. Like, there's definitely been loads of mistakes made. Like, the government are completely messed it up. But I think at the same time, like, you don't really know like what how, what's going to happen. Like, the virus could just disappeared and we would have been fine. Um, but yeah, I'm sick of it as well. There's fireworks going on at the moment, by the way. You can hear it. Can you hear them?
0: Um, very very faintly.
1: Oh, that's okay. It sounds really loud to me. <laughs> The but sound. yeah, so another 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 four weeks, so they say. But by the looks of it, it could be a bit longer. But you never yeah. know. Go with it.
0: So, have you been to many uh, social distance gigs at all?
1: Only one. So I hosted the event in Manchester. and um, like you know the podcast that I do. The guys that, so Stu from the Pentatonic, we put on yeah. like a live Q and A. That's the only live music that I've seen. So we saw the lottery winners, the recreation and Uno Mas who was supposed to be Stanley's but Stanley's all had Covid so they couldn't come <laughs> which is a blessing in disguise because we didn't know that they had it until after the event so it's a good job that they said oh one of us is feeling a bit ropey yeah. but yeah so that's the only only live music I've seen since DMAs in March what about you?
0: Um I went to like an event but it was, it was like not it wasn't the same because obviously when you just sat, sat down, down yeah it's not the same I've not been to a gig well, since last year actually no, no way it's been so like obviously i had like gigs but this year especially um paul heaton um especially dma especially blossoms and obviously it's all been cancelled
1: oh it's crap isn't it
0: yeah uh, har- this year
1: it's just my first ever glastonbury like <laughs> i was so excited and yeah, yeah probably next year won't even be my first of a glass of it'll be the year after by the looks of it but yeah, yeah it's such a shame isn't it that's a yeah, shame festival
0: has been back on to be honest so no,
1: well we've heard um i've heard about a possible um like testing like they're going to try and develop some tests that if you're going to a gig or festival on entry you get tested and obviously if you if you're negative then it's fine so providing that the tests are accurate because I think a lot of the testing that's going on at the moment isn't necessarily 100% like I've seen people say that they went to the test and didn't even get tested because so they couldn't to yeah. away and they get a positive result and then like, I didn't even have the swab <laughs> um, but yeah I think if there if there was a um like a robust testing system in place within six months that people can go to a gig or festival get tested on the way in providing are negative you're just going to be with loads of other people that aren't mm. positive so the problem you never that, know so.
0: What if you test positive and you've paid for a ticket? Would you get a refund? Would, I was like, like the risk. You'd
1: hope so, Dad. <laughs> yeah, I know you would,
0: but you know you know what they're like.
1: <laughs> Just slip your wristband off to someone. Else. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but that's true, though, I guess, because if you're if you're positive and you're in the queue, then you could infect someone that's queuing up. So, yeah, that's kind of a bit backward, isn't it? Didn't think of that.
0: So, yeah, I can't see festivals happening next year. We'll definitely know, like, the is. Unless there is was um, a cure, right? They should pull the finger out. No, not a cure.
1: Well, Apparently, they, they were developing a vaccine in Oxford, weren't they? Oxford University, mm. but I guess it's Jeff guess it's a lot of work, a lot of testing and retesting, and
0: yeah.
1: yeah but who knows? A twenty twenty two is looking looking good, maybe.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Well, not um,
1: laugh, aren't you? What uh, else can we if do?
0: You don't laugh, you'll cry. <laughs> but, exactly. Um, so, like, do you know, going back to music, obviously, like, I think you're a big fan of Oasis, and obviously we are as well. At I
1: don't know what gave you that idea, Dan. Yeah. What gave you that idea? <laughs> Goodness sake. <laughs> um,
0: uh, would you say Oasis is your favourite band?
1: Yes, Oasis are like, yeah, they, they, they've been my favourite band for so long. Yeah, there's just, just an Oasis for every mood for me.
0: And if like I listen to loads it'd... of
1: new music and I'm like oh I just need like just I could like crave Oasis and I like, just stick away some for a bit yeah, yeah I love them just it... amazing they're just such Do a you... great band I'd love a band just to come along with like balls of Oasis nowadays and just be like this is it that's, that's what I want to see I don't think any band really maybe Kasabian in terms of like come on I think Kasabian was the last band and Arctic Monkeys maybe but then Alex, I, I love Alex Turner, don't get me wrong, but I think he's just a different kind of frontman than I think like Liam the Gallagher
0: and like, upcoming frontmen. If they came out like behaving how Liam Gallagher did back in the 90s and stuff, they'd be accused of copying. That's like, true, that true. I mean the
1: same kind of impression, like just like, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, because like, when he did it it was like brand new, wasn't it? Obviously, like, they had the big rivalry with Blair, because like they were completely different. And like, when I exit monkeys like rose to prominence, there was no band like competing with them at that level. True. And so, like, coming up now, I don't really know, like, because Cortina's, they're, they're a high level, but I think they've like peaked. Like, I can't see them getting any higher. Do you know what I mean? I think they Yeah,
1: I must admit, though, I think they kind of went a bit off their like kind of went a bit off for me, Cortina. It's like, I, but I really, I quite, I really liked her last album. It's couple of good song. So I know what you mean. Like they're, they, they've not, they're not going to get back up to the level that they were. But it's, I think it's about being not only like just a good band, but you have to be in the right place in the right time. And it has to be like appropriate for whatever the culture is, whatever society wants at that present moment. But I think nowadays where we've just got access to the internet, I think, and just everything's just so open, isn't it? I don't think we're like, controlled by the media so the media like controls what you listen to and mm. kind of like everyone's minds we're kind of a bit more free now so it's difficult to pin one type of music on everybody
0: mm. the thing we have, like caught in is is that we're really big in england but not like not an international band
1: no um,
0: i think like Arctic Monkeys are not 1975 i just think they're like the two biggest in the world from england
1: absolutely they've done amazing like where's i need we need more Arctic Monkeys music
0: what did you make of the last album?
1: Well, do you know what? I like it now. It took me a while, but I, I enjoy it now. It's not my favourite album, but I, I I like it and I get it now. But it did take me a couple of years. Like, <laughs> It's probably in the last like six months yeah. when I've listen, listened through it a few times and I'm just like, yeah, do you know what? It's all right. What about you? You're uh, a fan, aren't you?
0: It's one of my favourite albums of all time. Yeah. Like,
1: yeah.
0: It was just like, because as I started growing out of like that generic indie music scene. It was like it was the same band that I'd grown to love but doing something completely different. Yeah. And a lot of bands that have released third albums like catfish and blossoms, they kind of stuck to their roots. They did the catfish, same thing.
1: Uh, yeah. Like the thing is with catfish, like they're not even offensive. Like they're they, they all their music is really good, but they just haven't changed, have they? No. <laughs> like they just have not changed their sound. It's crazy. Like I listen to them and I think this is a this is a really good song. It just kind of sounds like the first song, but but again they're a great band. But no, with Arctic Monkeys you're right. Like they've definitely evolved on the musical journey.
0: The thing with uh, Catfish for me, what like was the final scroll. Um, they did a headline show in Sheffield at Don Valley Bowl, and they're supposed to be this massive live band. I've seen them like five six times, so. They were quite all right live, but when they played their own headline show you heard of uh, Little Comets.
1: Oh, yeah. What a band. I, yeah, yeah, Little
0: Comets was... supported, and, um, but they were only, they only played for about an hour. And I was thinking, like, when you had one album out, you, you played for longer than you did. Now you've got three albums out. I just found it very yeah. bizarre. And strange, and it was like, yeah,
1: I think. it's a bit Mad, of a cop out, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I think he got too big for his boots. and uh, it'll be interesting to see what they'll do when they come back i've been incredibly disappointed with them this year like they've done nothing They've
1: they've done they've not been done anything have they and there's been a lot of like things where bands should really be speaking up and supporting things you know like a lot of the big like the black lives matter campaign things like that. You don't have to do anything as a band, but I think if you want if you want to influence people and in their way of thinking, I think just like a few tweets just to say this is our stance on it. But yeah, they've been really quiet, haven't they? Nothing.
0: Well, I mean, contrasting Blossoms have released a full in isolation album.
1: I know. Blossom stuff's been great, hasn't it? I loved their yeah. videos that they did quite early on. They were great. And they did one with like Miles Kane, didn't they? And mm, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so so Blossom, Blossoms, Blossom's I are mean. really proactive.
0: And then, like, on the other hand, catfish doing nothing. I mean, even Arctic Monkeys, um, they like, sold off Alex's guitar, didn't they? To That's raise it. The they raised
1: you. loads. They raised loads. That was for the music venue trust, but no, it was for the lead mill, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, it raised In like 200 grand or even more. It's like, I know catfish aren't that big, but you can still do something for your loyal fans who have got you to where you are.
1: Yeah, no, I completely I mean. agree. But then I suppose, like, maybe there's there's some personal stuff going on. You never know. I don't know. But like you say, I think if you're able to, then definitely do do stuff for your fans.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, like, no, it was just disappointing. So what would you say is, like, your favourite album of all time?
1: Of all time? Yeah. Oh, blimey. So that's that's a good question. So I think my favourite album of all time would be Definitely Maybe. But my most important album is *Up the Bracket* by the Libertines, because okay. they, like, they were like the first band. You know, obviously, love I love I like music was all around me growing up. Like my granddad taught us all to play an instrument, and from when we were really little, so we were always like going to orchestras and things like that. And then obviously, growing up in the pubs and stuff, if my mum and dad, it was just Oasis and all the Britpop stuff. Um, but I think it's when I was just joined sixth form, and the Libertines had just come out, showing my age here. Um, but I just fell in love with them like it was like deep like I was obsessed absolutely obsessed with them so at the bracket it's like the most important album to me
0: yeah because like livertines were like massive when they first came about weren't they like
1: oh yeah when I got to meet them all a couple of years ago it was it was like drink on (laughs) tree
0: I can't say I've like ever really listened to them religiously I know the main ones. You like, should. What,
1: what, like not just the stuff that they've released either, but a lot of their B-sides are incredible. And like obviously on off spin of Libertine's like Baby Shambles and Dirty Pretty Things too. Like that was also like me growing up because Libertine's broke up not really long after their second album really. <laughs> so then it was Baby Shambles and Dirty Pretty Things, but yeah, love them.
0: Well, I saw a video actually, um, like the other week of them playing at a festival last year, I think it was and um, obviously when they came about like they were very drug influenced as performers i i, I don't think it's wrong in saying that because i like, yeah. no and, um, i think
1: i think that's common knowledge dan
0: <laughs> yeah and then um, in this in, last year like obviously without the drugs they just seemed bored um like pete was then um, just strumming a guitar and Carl they looked fed up in a way like, oh
1: they played um they played in newcastle didn't they the yeah. um you know the virgin money gigs
0: yeah
1: yeah i guess it's survived like the libertines but well i've seen the libertines loads like i only saw them i didn't see them before they come back it was only after they were united i saw them loads but it's usually very high energy high energy their kind of gigs mm. but with pete <laughs> he either turns up or he doesn't yeah it might have not, gigs gigs on The amount of pete gigs whether it's like baby shambles or pete solo gigs like sometimes I've been waiting outside in the cold until like midnight and then like, oh, I'm just about to go home now. I'm fed up and waiting three hours. And mm. then they're like, oh, he's here. Yeah. I'm like, great. And then everyone else has left and you get this like amazing gig until like 2 a.m. But And then other times, like one one gig when he did, when he was a baby shambles, he played like three hours and they had to pull his mic in the end. So they're like, curfew, <laughs> stop playing. He was playing like Smith's covers of Stone Roses. Just going off on one, it was brilliant.
0: Yeah, that's quite good to be fair. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you get great money's worth. <laughs> but
1: that's the thing. It's a gamble. It's yeah. whether it's a good gig or not. Well, like what you say, you it? could turn up and just be really bored. And every time you'd be right into it and it'll give you a great show.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I think, for me, like my most important album to me would be um, David Bowie, Rise and Fall with Ziggy Stardust. Yeah. If you're a fan of Bowie or not. but
1: Yeah, I love Bowie.
0: For me, like, that album, Start to Finish, is just phenomenal like it obviously starts with five years and ends with um rock and roll suicide it's just like a whole story
1: yeah so was that were you into that from when you were young or is that just like a more, more recent that's
0: um probably like when i turned 17 18
1: i don't so. know how old you are so you don't you don't have to tell everyone for the sake of the podcast
0: yeah <laughs> uh, 22 in three days uh. So like, yeah. Your
1: little babby <laughs> yeah.
0: So like five years ago I got into Bowie because um we saw Last Shadow. So I like, started getting into the Last Shadow Puppets and all that sort of stuff. And they did a, co- a cover of Moon Daydream. Yeah. Which got me into Bowie. And then it just stemmed from there listening to that album. Just thought, this is phenomenal. And it's out of that and like album from when I was young, like really young like um year six year seven I think yeah it would have been around that uh gets around stereophonics
1: oh brilliant band yeah that's that's a good thing about music as well is like if the way you find new bands through music that you listen to whether it's like if you maybe just read something that your band says that they like and you're like oh I might just listen to them and try them out and then you really like them I, lo- I love that whole like musical journey
0: yeah yeah like, that's a good thing about like streaming nowadays I suppose you want to yeah. get you know, and just stuff like that
1: I know it's brilliant I, I love that though I'm like a little Spotify gen and you go onto the radio and you listen to like the Spotify radio and you find all these new people I'm constantly like trying to find new people I'll be interested to see you know they do that Spotify roundup at the end of the year oh, yeah and they say like how many new, new artists and bands you've discovered this year I'll be quite interested to see the number because it'd be yeah. a lot
0: <laughs> definitely so like Obviously, you've been to hundreds of gigs in your life, but what's yeah. the number one?
1: The best ever gig. It's got to be, well, I saw Stone Roses quite a few times and they weren't always great. So, Isle of Wight, like Ian's voice was totally off. Like, me and my brother were stood there, like, oh. oh. Yeah. <laughs> he was singing Don't Stop, and we were like, oh. But I think Stone Roses Wembley is probably the most like powerful gig I've ever been to. Um,
0: 26. And I saw.
1: Was that like the
0: 2016 one or 2017 recently? It,
1: 2017, yeah. Oh yeah, I'm not that old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 2017. So it was like that, we knew it was gonna be like the last time. I think their final gig was in Glasgow, I think, yeah. the next day. And it was the final time we were ever gonna see them. We knew that. But it's just the atmosphere, like the crowd were just it was just like you just felt this buzz, it was amazing, like the whole the whole day was just incredible. Like, the weather was amazing. Like we all just had a great laugh and just that like, the whole day was just brilliant. And I and I think what it was Etihad, I think I drank a bit too much and like my memory of it, it's not great. I can remember a few songs, but I just completely ruined it. So when, when with Wembley, I was like, right, I'm gonna be really good. I'm gonna enjoy myself. And it was just brilliant. Like where we were stood like right in the middle and you could just like see everyone around the stadium so it was good and I've seen Oasis but I just didn't really appreciate it
0: because
1: yeah. I never thought that it would be the end so I just didn't really appreciate it very much but it's been loads of, loads of good like memorable like festival headliners and things like that
0: yeah. yeah I saw Stone Roses when they played the Etihad like those four or five days and like I had uh, one too many that right there, but <laughs> it, it was good but it's not like number one for me. Like Stone Roses were never like my favorite band. It, it was well, it was my first ever stadium gig, so I like, obviously it's memorable for that. But I, I liked them, but they were never like number one. But
1: what's your best gig then?
0: Well, I've got a few because like, it's all for different reasons. So, I think one because it transmit was unreal. That was one oh, that of the,
1: that was such a good set.
0: That was like one of the best days of my life in general. <laughs> but in terms of like just gigs not festival probably kasabian at king power
1: yes i was there what a day
0: that was oh like i i am um, i broke my leg that year and i got off cooking, you say that
1: day i was like jesus um, must have been a good gig I got off <laughs>
0: cooking, like the day before that gig and then i ended up um, having to have a second operation because i proper knackered my leg at that gig <laughs> and it was well worth it and we, um, oh them. do you know
1: what that day as well I can remember because it's a bit like Victoria I went to see Sabin at Victoria Park as well the, I think it was a year before but um but, but um but King Power I just remember like the next day my legs were in absolute agony where we were just literally we were just jumping yeah. just jumping up and down <laughs> obviously all, all drank a bit and all bloody off and nut. but yeah I woke up the next day and we were camping in Leicester it's like field up just outside Leicester and I woke up and I was like I literally can't move <laughs> but that was an amazing that was such a good gig
0: we went on the um, opening night, because I think we did three days, didn't they? And the opening day when they debuted Put Your Life On It.
1: No, they only did one show, didn't they? For King nah, Power.
0: They did two. Two or three, definitely. They did a Friday did and a Saturday, they? Yeah.
1: I went on the Saturday.
0: Well, it might have just been the Saturday, then. But the debut Put Your Life On It, definitely, for the first ever time.
1: I loved that album.
0: Yeah, oh, me too.
1: Crying Out Loud, it was such a good album. And what a shame with all this Kasabian thing. eh?
0: I I know, we we did a video on it when it first happened. Uh, I still agree with what I said at the time, actually. Um, They've got to be finished. Because without Tom, it's not the same, is it?
1: Yeah, see, I'm kind of like, I could see Serge being able to do it. Like, I think Serge would still, but it's it's not the same. Like, Tom is their front man.
0: Yeah, and yeah. unless
1: unless unless they were to kind of let things go and, I don't know, but you can't really let something like that go, can you? Like, what he did wasn't, wasn't nice at all. Um, but then I suppose it's just one of those bands that could just go down with a legacy now rather than trying to come back and, come back, kid, come back and do it. <laughs> Do it again but yeah i've had some many happy memories watching kasabian
0: yeah sorry i
1: just kicked my table then dan and it just went yeah, god <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> sorry yeah, sorry <That's> definitely,
0: right. <laughs> definitely gotta be up there Casabian. yeah chance because when we were there we actually bumped into miles from blossoms outside and um did you and rory win as well i don't know if you've heard of rory win
1: i i have why why who is he i do
0: he's yeah. like a local musician in Manchester
1: I know I know of Rory Wynn I, yeah. I'm, I'm sure I follow him but as I follow so many people now I get so confused and he's so much <laughs> like honestly there is I, I reckon some stuff just comes out when I'm getting new stuff in I'm like yeah I've got a vague recollection yeah I think I've heard of Rory Wynn
0: yeah I think he did um live at Leeds uh, was it last year or year before when Pigeon Detectives were there
1: I don't know yeah definitely i'll check him out after
0: no he's, he's all right uh yeah what one time he yeah, um he actually first time me just randomly when he was absolutely hammered and it was just really strange but, <laughs> but anyways you
1: answer it then
0: oh of course all right. I-, <laughs> <You're> right, <Bob. laughs>
1: I never do that i saw my face time i'm like what do you want I'm like why So my brother does it i'm like mate i'm just just come out the shower I'm like i'm not seeing your face just phone me
0: I oh, know it was dark. Really. <laughs>
1: oh, that's all right then. Well,
0: uh-huh.
1: oh, that's good. I think are we are we I don't want to chat too much, Dan. and you see you've got edit loads.
0: <laughs> no, I'm just saying, um, yeah, I think we'll, uh, we'll wrap it up there. Okay. Well Sam that was
1: that was a lovely chat, that was.
0: Yeah, thank you for your time and um all the best with all your projects that you've got going on. And yeah, uh, I wish you well.
1: Oh, and you too, Dan. And my next radio show is on Monday, the 9th. Just getting it in there on Radio really? Free yeah. Matlock. <laughs> yeah. But no, lovely, lovely to talk to you, Dan. Lovely to see you for the first time.
0: Yeah, lovely to speak to you too. The link for Sam's radio show is in the bio uh, the below. Obviously, you can follow us on all social media. Make sure you follow Sam as well. She's great for promoting any band. So yeah, just get, get involved.
1: So yeah, Thanks, thank Dan.
0: Thank you for your time.
1: And you, have a good evening. You yeah.